I would like to go now when you finish your PhD and that's your story, mm-hmm. part of your story. You don't know where you wanted to do, but you wanted to continue in academia or maybe different mm-hmm. classes. And maybe I wanted to check with you um, how it's hard to take a decision to be uh, entrepreneurial later and first year, uh, to create content. And I know that so you, t- you took two years to come to the decision that you're going to leave. And that's, I think it's a c- hard decision and not easy. So yeah. if you can tell us more about this transition, because I imagine some people, I see some stories from people um, in late 30s, they want to leave academia, but it's challenging. They don't know where they can go. Maybe they're overqualified. And it's kind of, it's just like, uh, they don't know where they have to go. They lost the, the, the calm that where they have to go in their life mm-hmm. after leaving yeah. academia. Yeah, look, it is incredibly tough. And uh, the first thing is that I started, and you're right, I started leaving academia two years before I actually left. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I kind of looked at my skill set. And what I recommend everyone does, even throughout their career, academia or not, is do like a SWOT analysis on yourself. So SWOT analysis is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats Mm -hmm. so what are your strengths make a list of them maybe make 10 put as many as you can are you good with people are you good at communicating are you good with data Um, are you good at experimental work Um, and then you've got weaknesses so what do you not really enjoy what are you not really sort of that fond of doing Um, and for me it was uh, anything super introverted I didn't really like analyzing the data I you know my strengths lied with communication and speaking and and, you know getting people excited about whatever I was talking about science or not Um, and then look at the opportunities you've got based on those strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and then look at whatever threats so it would be silly of me to try to become a data analyst because it is a threat to, uh, you know, essentially it's a threat to my progress because it doesn't lie with my strengths. So there was a moment where I was like, I should become a programmer, right? But that is a threat to my progress because actually I don't want to be a programmer. I just like learning new things. My strength is learning. So, um, yeah, I need to just align all of these things. And what happened was, is I looked at all of that. I did my SWOT analysis and I was like, okay, communication is my thing. But I had no idea how to get to becoming like at the time a science communicator is where I was headed. And uh, I decided to just start a blog. It was a rubbish blog. It's now (laughs) deleted, but I spent hours writing about science on it. Um, And so what I did is I spent about six months writing a couple of times a week about science in my own voice. It was kind of a bit comedy related. It was I was trying to be funny, make it a little bit different. And then once I had that portfolio, I started applying to different things. I applied, um, I sent off a, a, a pitch to an editor at Science Alert. Now Science Alert has got a readership of, at the time of about 10 million people. And I was like, oh, I don't know how this will go. But because I had this silly blog and this weird sort of like comedy twist on it. They called me up and they were like, what on, they actually said to me, we didn't think you were real. 
this is why we wanted to have the conversation because no one talks about science like this mm. and uh, that opened up the door to a little bit of freelancing with them I also applied for an internship at Cosmos magazine in Melbourne um, and I was lucky enough to get that and so without the blog and the right the, the writing skills that took me about two years to build up um, I wouldn't have a portfolio of evidence to show people and give me a little bit of credibility so then I could leave into a career that I thought I wanted. Mm. Um, and so really, it yeah, it can take two years to identify what you want to do, work out a path to get there. And uh, I've been a huge fan of, of stoic philosophy. And once you find something you want to do, you should try to do that every day. And so for me, it was about communicating science to the masses. And that's exactly what I did is I started doing a little bit every day on my blog, doing yeah. a bit of research for an article, writing an article, publishing an article, producing some images for that um, little uh, blog post, and then just repeating that, but doing a little bit every single day, just, you know, half an hour to an hour. Um, and that built up to a portfolio that enabled me to leave academia because I got a Cosmos, yeah, the internship, which was my perfect excuse to just leave academia. Um, and so, look, there's no easy, simple answer to get there, but it's completely possible. And the one thing is people were saying to me when I left, they were like, I wouldn't know what I would do. Mm. And I acted so brave but I was shitting myself because I had no idea either. They were like, oh, it must be so great for you to know what you want to do. And the, the truth was, I just went, oh, yeah, no, it's really good. But I had no idea. I, I didn't know whether I wanted to be a writer. I didn't know whether I actually enjoyed science communication. Yeah. But I started down that path and it's led me to you know all sorts of different cool places, now entrepreneurship um, and just starting in a direction is so important yeah just just doing is like execution will get you places um it may not be where you think you'll end up but it will start the momentum and uh yeah it took me two years and then i was comfortable enough to leave even though i was still scared <laughs> 